welcome to Mentally on Table Adventures, episode 109, Savage Riffs, season 1, episode 1. Oh, this podcast may contain bad language, crude humor, and graphic violence, and it, in general is not fit for, hu- for human com- cons- consumption. Well, folks, sorry we missed last week, but sickness in the home necessitated that I take a little bit more time off and also completely lost my voice. But this time we've got Savage Riffs. We go through our character archetypes, explain the rules and a little bit of the setting before just about heading into the action. So, see you next time. Enjoy the show. So tonight, we are playing Savage Worlds. And not just any Savage Worlds, Savage Rifts. Um, So to give you guys an idea, uh, this is Savage Rifts. Um, So Rifts is a world of the far future. Where Uh, everybody plays guitar all the time? Oh no. No, Not not Rifts. Rifts. It's got a T. Sweet Rift, bro. The uh, um, basically uh, something terrible happened. Um, some sort of calamity. Bill and Ted were killed before they gave rock and roll to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely were. Uh, and as such, uh, the world uh, was plunged into chaos, partially because uh, the world was reawakened to magic um, suddenly and violently. Ley lines uh, erupted all over the planet as visible blue glowing lines where they intersected rifts to other dimensions opened up, literally spilling forth aliens and demons and other horrible, horrible things onto the world. Um, I this sounds fantastic. Needless (laughs) to say, society as we know it completely collapsed uh, and was destroyed. Um, well, pretty much, uh, except for a few small, um, Pockets of it have managed to hold out, uh, thanks to uh, the heroic application of technology uh, and the quick learning of magic by the the, the humans who own Earth. Um, the world now is large. Became the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, most of North America, as we know it, is sort of divided between a couple of different factions. At least in the Midwest, where we're going to be uh, interested in, uh, is vying between two major powers. One. The Federation of Magic, um, which is sort of a loose association of several groups around the Ohio River Valley uh, and that sort of area that are very much a magic-focused society. Not to say that they're good. <laughs> In fact, some of them are, you know, terrible to people who are not magicians. Like, if you don't, if you're, if you're not magic, you're basically, you know, second-class citizens as far as they're concerned. Um, uh, however, uh, they are sort of counterbalanced by the other major force in North America, which is the Coalition. Uh, and the Coalition is uh, the human supremacists who use mechanized technology to their advantage. And they, they are the largest organizations of people gathered together for communal safety. Um, there are several large towns controlled by the Coalition, like megacities. Ruled over by them with an iron fist, but with relative safety for those people who do live there. Um, so it's good. It's good to be a coalition citizen, assuming you're human, of course. Uh, <laughs> if you are not human, however, eh, tough, tough, tough noogies to you. But in between these these groups, there is large swaths of uncontrolled land in between, um, and that is where most people uh, sort of exist, sort of attempting to eke out an existence 
between these factions and not get in anybody's way too terribly much. Uh, one of those places is a place called Castle Refuge, and this is where you all hail from. Oh, so we can't be again. <laughs> you are all uh, people who hail from Castle Refuge. Castle Refuge is uh, a, a castle that was built, uh, I believe it was, oh yeah, it was definitely built after the Cataclysm by a group of dwarves who came through from a dimensional uh, portal, and they found a really nice place to build a really nice castle on. Tulsa, no, that's Oklahoma. what they do. Uh, actually, I'd have to look up the exact location. It's pretty. That's pretty close, actually. But Tulsamir Wolf's Norman, Oklahoma. Are you sure it's not Alamo, Texas? Texarkana. Now I gotta that's look that, it up. That's an area, not a. City. Oh, there is an actual. No, there is a Texarkana. Uh, among the hills and forests of northern Arkansas, northern Arkansas, near a magical city of entertainment called Branson. Branson. <laughs> oh, Branson. nice. That's awesome. And I was like, no, no, no. They know exactly where the castle is. <laughs> the dwarves love Branson. It is near that magical city. I love Branson. <laughs> so, I'm old. Anyway. I don't, I'm not sure that I enjoy Branson. This is, this is where a bunch of, you could basically just call it, a bunch of really nice people got together here and decided to make this place a nice place with nice people. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of them... Take it. <laughs> Take it like a man. <laughs> a lot of them... Uh, a smile on my face. A lot of them are refugees from a recent war between the coalition uh, state of Chi-Town, uh, and, which is somewhat near Chicago, and uh, the wizard community of Tolkien, which was up by what used to be... Uh, it used to be Minneapolis, um, and then it what? became Tolkien, and then the coalition destroyed it. Oh, they went all District Thirteen on it. Uh, they, yeah, it it got bad. There was a there was a big war. It was a six supplement series by Palladium that covers this war. Um, yeah, it was a big. The coalition attacked. The Tolkienites fought back. Then the Tolkienites decided. They're going to kill us. What if we just summoned a bunch of really nasty demons? Making the coalition say, holy crap, they've got demons. Kill them, kill them faster. <laughs> and made a lot of the nice people that were like, save Tolkien. They're nice <coughs> wizards and stuff. <laughs> then suddenly started going, why am I helping you again? You're summoning demons. <laughs> uh, did they also have the Eye of Sauron? Uh, no, that did not make an appearance. Sorry. But Hennepin um, Avenue ran blood with <laughs> yes, red, red ran with blood. red with blood. In in the end, the coalition crushed Tolkien, and there were lots of refugees. Hence, Castle Refuge is where a lot of them have ended up. Uh, at least the ones that are you know sort of magic people that want to be nice but don't necessarily uh, want to go to the lands. Because uh, the I believe some of the really big nasty demon liking people from Tolkien ended up in uh, the Federation of Magic, so you know there's a shit there's a whole lot of bad stuff happening there. So um, you guys are going to be various outcasts um, that have found yourself at Castle Refuge for various. Reasons. Uh, let me go over okay, some what kind of characters. Are uh, that's what I'm about to show you. I've made like cool stuff. Okay, Yay! what are they? What are they? All right. What so are they? The the first things. The first I will show you uh, is a soldier. <coughs> His name is John. Hi, John. Yes. Uh, he is a cyber soldier. Uh, he actually came here uh, through a rift from another dimension. Was he uh, naked where, when he showed up? Uh, no. So he's not, the, he's not like no, the great-great-grandchild no. of Dolph Well, Lundgren. hold on, let me see. Actually, yeah. The Terminator reference. 
Uh, yes, probably because he, because he does have he does have a ranged data system, a targeting eye, an optics package, wired reflexes, reinforced frame, and a nano repair system. So he's more machine now than man. not He's not a full combat cyborg because that's a whole other character class. Is the full combat cyborg? So he's not a terminator. No, he's not a terminator, but he does have a lot of artificial parts in him. A pretty big gun, and he knows how to use it. It looks like he's got a hell of a head of hair. He's uh, a I just stick picked man. No, that's 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 a mohawk. That's a mohawk. It's actually the picture for the like juicer, it. but uh, I just used it for this guy because it works. He's got a tiger. Uh, we don't have a juicer in the group at the moment. I haven't made one of those yet. Th- this is what happens when I get a new game. I, you make all the stuff. I made enough characters that I was like, oh, we could run this. I've made pre-gens by accident. Um, <laughs> so, so we have Johnny, the soldier. Uh, next, we have Tel Norn. Uh, he is a uh, ley line walker. Uh, he is the, he is a wizard in this world. A uh, wizard. That is a that is a strap, not a fallacy <laughs> there. <laughs> you would. God damn it! Sorry, I, I told us at the end. I've looked at this picture a hundred times and never thought that. You until... didn't see the dick? No. Thank you. Thank you it's so right much there for looking that. at you. Uh, he is an investigator by nature, not so much what you would call like a combat mage. There you go. His his wizard his wizarding powers lend themselves more towards confusion, disguise, dispelling, banishment, healing. Um, and things of that nature. Although he's not uh, without his, the ability to defend himself, he does have a wicked ice ice shooting magic pistol. And, and a, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start a very large. <laughs> Apparently, uh, horse there he is Portia Ross, Cyber Knight. There's a place where that ice comes from. <laughs> oh, and uh, to be clear, he is uh, of a race called the Denor. Denor. Uh, they basically kind of look like demons. They've they've got like horns and like reddish skin, but they're actually like quite nice, which is weird for most people because they see them and they're like, ah, devil, and they're like, no, I'm actually a nice person. I'm e- I'm even sensitive. I get a minus two on fear checks because I'm sensitive and emotional that way. What a weenie! I don't want that guy. That's kind of like Darth Maul, but only I, I believe he's also a partial pacifist. Like he won't he won't let you execute prisoners <clears throat> and probably won't like throw the first punch for no good reason. Okay, crumple that de- up and throw it. He'll defend himself, but uh, I was thinking about him, but he's out. <laughs> uh, so like I said, we have Portia Ross, Cyber Knight. Uh, the Cyber Knights are uh, a order of uh, knights that uphold a code of honor. They are heroic, they are chivalric, they are everything that is good in this world. Um why? <laughs> hey, you pointed him. Why? Um, He's got to branch out and try something. <laughs> they, they have they have nano machines implanted in them that allow them to do awesome stuff that screws with other people's technology. Uh, it integrates into their armor, making it basically a part of their body. She can also generate a like psychic sword and shield that she just makes manifest from the world, uh, which she can use to carve up her enemies to great. Uh, delight actually sounds pretty. You, you played a female character. What was that girl's name? Fern Turner. <laughs> I mean, that was branching out pretty decently. That there was, is. That was a whole different brand. Of Heroin. Actually, Heroin? I, need, I need to change one thing. Heroin. There was also that big Bertha lady too, right? Oh yeah, Bertha. Give her like a visor. There, a visor. Because she's blind. She's oh. an, she's of a race called the Altera. They actually have no eyes. This what's, picture obviously what's her exactly name? right. Her name is Heroin. Heroin LaForge. Right. The reason her name is Heroin is because she is a crazy. 
Now, the crazies use a technology called mind over matter technology, or MOM implants, that are implanted into their brain that ramp up their psychic and physical abilities to superhuman proportions. The only downside to this procedure is that it makes them all go a little crazy. Or a lot crazy. Harley Quinn. In her particular yeah. case, she has a major delusion that, in her eyes, the entire world is a video game, and she is the hero. <laughs> this is how she interprets the world. I like it. <laughs> you are all NPCs. Oh, you have joined my party. <laughs> this is the way she sees the world. It makes things awkward sometimes. <laughs> I'll get an XP boost, but this will be more difficult. Exactly. I'll take the uh, however, uh, this is made up for by the fact that she has ridiculous physical stats, incredible fighting prowess. Oh, did I mention she also has a giant... Chain greatsword. So it's like a chainsaw, only the shape of a greatsword that she wields. And she also has the psychic abilities to smite, teleport, and clairvoyance, which she refers to as cutscenes. <laughs> I was particularly proud of this one. That one is very good. That one is, good. That one is really good. That one might get fought over. <laughs> and then we've got Sarah. Uh, she's a little girl about... 12 years old or so, or at least in her metamorphosed form. She's actually a dragon hatchling. Um, she can only maintain the little girl facade for about six hours at a time. Then she has to spend six hours resting in her natural form, which is about 20 feet long. Um, giant claws. Makes it really awkward riding a car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Road trips suck. <laughs> yeah. On the upside, she can fly. Um, so she can just meet you there. Uh, she just has to lay low, like, you know, for instance, when... Coalition forces are around because obviously they're not keen on dragons, <laughs> as uh, they're not keen on any you know thing that isn't human, <laughs> especially mm. things that are not human and or powerful. However, she is just a hatchling, so she doesn't know a whole lot about the world. Um, she got some mm. imprints from her mother that gave her a little bit of uh, uh, psychic presence, and she is a linguist, so that helps. Um, is she cunning? Oh, oh I, I was hoping to go there myself, but it didn't work. <laughs> No, but uh, she's uh, she's quite good at intimidation and persuasion. <laughs> Just not even taking the role. Nope, though. not even going to go. Just Man. Not even. He's learned. <laughs> we have... He's evolving. What are you we, we have Chandra. <laughs> oh, yeah! Chandra is a, a burster. Uh, these are people who have taken their psychic powers and channeled them all to make fire. Make fire bad. Make fire burn you! <laughs> Uh, she is right. She is uh, quirky. She's a pyromaniac. She's arrogant. She's mean. Um, <laughs> she rides a hoverboard. Um, Marty, get back here. Let's see. Her other psychic powers include uh, the ability to uh, detect and or conceal auras, uh, generate armor, to fly. And to summon flaming allies so she can, like, create, like, constructs out of fire and let them fight for her. Like three one elementals? Right. Also, also, she, is, also she is a uh, martial arts expert, which she uses to great effect when she combines with the fact that she sets her whole body on fire with a flame aura and then punches you while on fire. And then you burn. Wow. Flavor-wise, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Then there's Shane Andrews, the pilot of A Glitter Boy. What? <laughs> uh, Glitter Boys. Glitter, I like it. Glitter Boys are the most famous robot armor uh, on the planet. This is because they are a pre-Rifts technology. They were around before the, the apocalypse came, and the main reason that, that society exists at all 
is part in due to the Glitter Boys. They were one of the few things able to stand up to all of the supernatural horrors that came pouring from the rifts. And the, her the heroics of Glitter Boys is what saved civilization as we know it. To this end, Glitter Boys are revered people. Uh, and Shane absolutely knows and loves this fact. Combined with the fact that he's attractive, st check that, very attractive, he is hottie macot pants inside that Glitter Boy outfit. He's going to get his wiener wet a lot. <laughs> that is his well, So he's like life. thin on Adventure I don't know if you noticed, but like most of the other characters are females. Yes, yes. Now, now he, is, he is kind of an old an old soldier. Uh, he, he His legs were crushed. Um, in an incident a while ago, and he is hard of hearing due to the fact that the boom gun on the Glitter Boy does produce a sonic boom every time you fire it. <laughs> um, but, you know, such is the prices you pay. So he, he can't walk all that fast anymore, or he can't run all that fast. His legs are a little little gimbly from uh, that incident a few years ago. But, uh, yes, he is quite heroic, very attractive, a marksman, a scrounger. Anything else that... Need to say about him? No, not really. He's got a glitter boy. That's the most important thing about him. <laughs> because he's got a glitter boy. He's oh, and he does have, and he does have a, a good working knowledge of computers uh, and electronics as well, as well as repair skills. So, uh, yeah. So those are the available PCs. Odds for Chandra, evens for the Dragon Girl. <laughs> okay. I, I already picked the dragon. Girl. Oh, never mind. Dragon girl's already in hand. <laughs> it was odds anyway. It was Chandra. odds. So Chandra, it is. <laughs> All right. So we've got the cyber soldier, the cyber knight, the glitter boy, the leyline walker, and the crazy still available. Crazy sounds awesome for whoever's taking it. Yeah. I'm, da -da 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 -da. But, but when it's glitter boy, I mean, come on, oh, did glitter I boy. Did I mention Glitter Boys? The, the reason they call them Glitter Boys is because the armor is actually, like, reflective, which makes them... Uh, it's really hard to... They're resistant to laser damage, which a lot of weapons are laser weapons. Um, but, yeah, so that... It, the term Glitter Boy is well-earned. They're shiny. Sparkly! <laughs> which means you also stick out like a sore thumb when you're trying oh, to hide. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you, you don't hide it in Glitter Boys. <laughs> you is, don't need to hide that it That is not a thing. Uh, yeah, the, the number one thing that happens to Glitter Boys is whatever the biggest thing on the field is goes... Oh crap, a glitter boy. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it now. I know what that gun can do. All right, glitter boy it is. You sold. He was sold. Nice. Shiny thing. Portia. Portia. Sure. The, Honor, the honorable the cyber knight. Cyber knight. Yeah. Dear Lord, somebody she please is take the very extremely kick ass. <laughs> She's the first one I made. We'll put it that way. Because I love nice. cyber knights. Love cyber knights. Making a decision. I mean... I'm not sure I'm creative enough for the cutscenes and the gaming thing, but that's it. If nobody, somebody has to play that in person. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the crazy. The somebody has to be. The is back on the table. Somebody has to be the. I'm a video game person. Yes. So how old is she? Quick! Somebody press A. <laughs> press start. I can't. I'm oh, she also, she also has like a fury mode that she enters. I assume that's just her punching in the god mode code. Or something. <laughs> Dirty line. Up, up, down, down, left, yep. right, left, right, B, A, A. <laughs> Start. Yep. What's she doing? Get out of her way. <laughs> Run! Yep. Look out. Run! What'd she do? She entered the Konami code! Run! What is that? We don't know, but she goes crazy when it happens. <laughs> Who stuck a coin in that bitch? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes, the Konami Thinking about the dragon hatchling, are we? Oh, yeah, I'm going with her. Okay. Yeah, so she's like a week old. Okay. Like, like she hatched like a week ago. All right. She's still like. So, so what's going on? 
like so so if I if I play like a five year old girl, I mean is she she's not like a baby or an infant. No, she's a hatchling dragon. She just yeah. transforms into usually yeah. the form of like I was thinking somewhere more closer to like twelve, like ten, or 11. Okay. like something oh yeah, like a five year old. Like people are going to be like, why is that five year old wandering by itself? That's kind of what I was like. Like you need somebody old enough that like when you're walking by yourself, not every single person stops and goes, "Hey, what's that?" Right, I can do that. You're trying to keep a low profile. Now, can she change back and forth at will, or is it just six hours at a time? Uh, no, it is at you, will. You can just maintain you, the, okay. the humanoid form for a maximum of six hours before you have to change form back into your normal form. Excellent. For at least, for at least six hours Thank of you. rest. Well, that's not going to turn off. Yeah, basically, it just, it, just, it just takes effort to hold that form, is right. what you can think. <laughs> so D12 plus four strength. That's just when she's a dragon, I hope. No. Her strength is unaffected by which form she Oh, badass! Yeah, that, that is the funnest part, is when some when some poor sucker, like... Hi, tries mister. to, like... <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like the Logan we, trailer. You guys right, seen like, that? Bam! 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 bam, bam. How, how, do, how do we get through that door? She grabs and rips the door off the hinges. <laughs> how did that. you... Don't ask. <laughs> you don't want to know. If you see her eyes go green... Run! <laughs> Right. What does uh, ROF mean? Ah, it's rodent of unusual size. It's rate of fire. Uh, okay. So the higher rate of fire means you you can shoot more times. Um, so let me just uh, go around the table. So we've got Shane. Yup. The glitter boy. <laughs> so good. Uh, we've got Sarah. Uh-huh. The dragon. Telnorn. You've got Telnorn. The Leyline Walker. You've got heroin. Heroin. <laughs> the crazy. Only, he only has one arm. What's and that? we've got Portia. That's pretty neat. He's like the drummer from Def Leppard. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's got. He's only got one arm. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. One it's arm. kind of important in all these things, but that's okay. <laughs> he's not right. going to be doing any uh, two-hand wielding. If nope. I get it, can I get an assist on that to, to, to like negate the negative four? Like someone else's arm comes we'll over and we'll see. Okay, depends on the circumstances. Uh, so Portia, the Cyber Knight, maybe get the dragon to give me a tail assist. <laughs> Includes plasma. All right. So yeah, one of the things oh that you God. can do is be sure to check out your hindrances. And also on the back side of your character sheet, a lot of uh, good important information can also sometimes be found under your iconic framework. Um, Except for you. Apparently nothing good is on the back of yours. I get Well, no, your Glitter Boy is on the back of yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, that seems really good. Uh, yeah. It says humanoid oh. form for spirit <laughs> hours. Uh, so your spirit, if you look, it's a, it's a uh, trait on the front of your... It's one of your attributes is your spirit. Oh, okay. Is a D8, I believe. D6. Or no, D6, right. Well, hence the six hours. So if you later raise your spirit, uh, you can maintain that transformed form for a longer time. Which, you know, is good for... Not 12d plus 4 plus d6 mega damage. Yeah, a d12 plus a d6 plus 4 mega damage. Oh, yeah, that's when you punch. That's just when I hit something. Yeah, the boom gun. Yeah, I saw that. Is 4d12 plus 6. And I went. I went. Schwang. That's the. Oh, and. Mega damage. Uh, so Which I, that, that means nothing to me. I don't right. know what that means. So as, as you look at your things, a lot of things will uh, indicate things about mega damage. Mega damage is, um, basically think of it as heavy damage. Uh, like tank level damage. 
Uh, so, for instance, if you have weapons that can do mega damage, you would need, you would need those against things like glitter boys, large armored trucks, certain demons, and other creatures that are I have that reinforced. Um, so yeah, and then there's there is those people that have uh, mega damage armor, meaning uh, you cannot hurt them unless you're using a mega damage weapon. Um, so, for instance, the glitter boy, you can shoot him all day with your freaking pistol if you want. It's not going to do anything unless you're inflicting mega damage uh, level damage. So that's kind of handy. Also, I know the dragon hatchling is a mega damage creature when, oh, shit, when, yeah. when transformed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's see. Now, the glitter boy, the dragon, the leyline walker is not a mega damage creature. The crazy is not a mega damage creature. And the cyber knight, I do what not do you believe you. Uh, meaning that you, have, you do not have mega damage armor. Oh no! You, have, you all I have a weapon, though. You're right. You all, I believe, have the ability to inflict mega damage uh, output, uh, but these two are the only two that can take mega damage, or more importantly, are immune to anything that is not mega damage. This I'm pretty sure how it works. That that says that here under armor. Um, yes. MDC is mega damage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. MDC is mega damage capacity. In a in a hearkening back to the old uh, Palladium game system. So on this, it's it's showing, okay, Huntsman Light, Armor 5, but that's when I'm not in right. my armor. Right, because not every situation calls for a Glitter Boy. Um, and what? in fact, they kind of get in the way. I think you're at minus 4 to do a lot of oh, yeah. things in like the Glitter Boy, like investigating, talking to people. <laughs> Taking a piss. Right. <laughs> Actually, the Glitter Boy can handle that for up to 3 months, I believe. Whoa! I've... Got a little mason jar. <laughs> no, that's actually a or really large big mason jar. <laughs> it's a large mason jar. It's, it's called a, your leg. What do you think comes out of this boom cannon? It's a really efficient system. <laughs> it, it but is frozen urine. Yeah, no, it, is, urine. it is highly expected that you will spend uh, some time out of the Glitter Boy because, yeah, there are lots of situations where Glitter Boys are not appropriate. <laughs> I can't think of any. <laughs> It's funny. I don't. I don't think of any either. I, I, <laughs> Scaring the locals again, are we? Hey, baby. What? Just because I'm walking downtown in my glitter boy, <laughs> dude? You're like twenty feet tall in that thing. <laughs> the basic game system for those of you who haven't played Savage Worlds before or who uh, need a refresher, because God knows I probably will. The basic uh, game system goes like this. Uh, you see, in the middle of your cheat sheet that I gave you, there's a wild die. You always roll your wild die, because you are all what is referred to as wild cards. Uh, since you guys are all what is referred to as wild cards, you get to roll the wild die anytime I ask you to roll anything. You roll whatever that is and roll the wild die, because, yeah, you're awesome like that. Um, the nice part for you is that also means that you have the ability to take more than one wound uh, before you go down. You will notice on the bottom right-hand side of your character sheets, uh, there are places to mark your wounds. Um... I will give you each a paperclip that you will uh, be able to move down your sheet as you start at INC. Uh, no, INC is incapacitated. You want to start oh. up at the top. At Unless you really want to start at INC. Right. No, I didn't. INC is feckid. Yeah. Um, I, I have another one in case anybody becomes fatigued, but uh, we will uh, 
that is less likely to happen, or at least it's harder to come by than getting wounded. Um, so there are three levels of wounds for wild cards. Uh, each one imposes a die penalty on all of your actions. So that is why the wounds are marked as minus one, minus two, minus three, because that is your die penalty when you are at that level of wound. Ooh, pretty. Uh, so that is that is the uh, the damage system. Um, uh, also of important note, uh, you probably can see all of your attributes in the top uh, left-hand corner of your sheet. Your agility, smarts, spirit, strength, vigor, and then your secondary uh, stats, your charisma, your parry, your pace, your toughness, and your strength. Um, most important probably of those are going to be parry. That's when somebody is trying to hit you in melee combat. You use your parry as the target number for that. Uh, your toughness is how much damage they've got to do to actually wound you. Um, so that's also an important number. What's the, the parentheses one? That, where I was just going to grab. Uh, you'll notice that there is a number in parentheses uh, with your toughness. That is how much of it is due to armor. So that... Uh, and if you don't have that, you're not wearing armor? Hmm? If you don't have that, you're not wearing armor? Hmm. I just have toughness six. Oh, then I think... Did I ever do... Oh, because that's in your human form, your toughness six. Okay. And then... Your toughness is actually 12. Well, in the... well you got to add them together, so you're actually like 30. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have a good way to notate it on yours. I'm sorry, I, did, I was going to come back and 18. try and fix that. Mm-hmm. So just I note to yourself, like, 30 parentheses 18. <laughs> right, when they hit me, they set so up So for me, this is when I'm not wearing armor. Uh, right, when, I'm, when I don't have my Huntsman light armor on. I believe I that is. I believe that is true. Right. Yeah. Because this is eleven five is when you're wearing the huntsman. Right. So nine four is just you naked, because you had you have internal uh, cyberware plates. Yep. So if you have to jump out of the glitter boy quickly, that is your armor. <laughs> <laughs> Never getting out of this thing. Then if thing. you take off those internal plates, <laughs> you subtract what's in the parentheses. Uh, right, so the parentheses number is important because some a lot of weapons have uh, AP or armor penetration. So you subtract the AP of a weapon from your toughness before you check to see if you're wounded, but only, only as much as in parentheses can get taken away because that's how much is armor. The rest you get to keep forever. Let's see. What else? In general, the target number you're looking for is four. For most things, when you're rolling, you're trying to get a four or better to succeed. If you roll ones, particularly double ones, that's a critical failure. That's a bad deal. Other than that, the higher die you're rolling, obviously you're a better chance of getting above a four. Um, If you get four higher than what you needed to get, so hence the how well did I roll, if you roll a four or higher... Above the target, you get a raise. So if the target was four and you rolled an eight, that's good. Also, did I mention that dice explode in this game? So if you roll the highest number of the die, you get to roll the die and add the second roll onto the first one. Ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. So yeah, you can end up with a 32. 200,000 damage. <laughs> right. So we could be here tomorrow rolling that same dice. Over and over again. Who's got the loaded die? Is that on any dice or just that. the wild die? Uh, that is on any dice. All dice explode. So if you have to roll a 10, you roll a 10, you re-roll it. Or roll it and add it on. That is correct. Yep. All right. Don't you that, remember that from the alien scenario? I do now. You got these all weighted to roll high? I think so. Okay. 
They're Christmas gifts, so they might as well be. <laughs> Wait, we need the Joker. I don't remember that. Was I here for that? The alien one? Oh, yeah, nice. you were. I, yeah, I you shot were. you with the enema, remember? How come I don't <laughs> remember? No, you're, I don't your, remember. Your guy was high the entire time, I remember? That, yeah, but I don't remember this. Wow, man. <laughs> well, not all of this was there. I mean, yeah, this they had different sheets. Okay. <laughs> but I'm never getting out of my glitter board. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. Ever. Who wants some pennies? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Bennies. <laughs> Yeah, those bennies. Notice right? up there, there's a little spot for bennies. You can spend these to re-roll your dice. Benny. Or oh. to become unshaken. Or to soak damage. So we're going to start everybody with two bennies. Benny, the hero from Rent. <laughs> I'm sure that means Benny Drill. Come on. Taking bennies. What? Have you never watched the actual play? He's the one that has the good idea. Latch on, rise up. He even offered those guys to let them stay there for free. And they were like, no, I don't want your free stuff. He is the hero. I hate those other guys. You ain't wrong. Okay, then. You're Benny, sir. I'm not sure what he's even talking about. Um, I've never seen seen Rent. Is somebody lucky? I think heroin is lucky. I am lucky. Here. Woot! Dang it. Why does the heroin... Edges advantage. Luck. Right. One of, one of her edges is luck. Also attractive. It's too bad you never get out of that glitter boy. <laughs> no, no, no. Not attractive. Very. No, no. I'm attractive. It's too bad you never get out of the glitter boy. <laughs> that, that might be a reason to get out of the glitter boy. <laughs> okay, maybe once. <laughs> Again. Your, your day. Your day. day. <laughs> so your charisma modifier is added or subtracted to from any role where you're trying to do social stuff and... Your looks may, who ouch, or personality may influence. That. I'm an so, ugly little girl. For instance, uh, Portia here has a zero. Um, oh. Although, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm still going to get smacked later. <laughs> you probably deserve that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's wrong. Did I forget something? On, I think I forgot something on Portia. Hold on, double check. What, what what is your charisma? My charisma is plus two. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's not what that's not what my sheet says. Say, actually, just about everybody has a zero or a negative. If you have a bonus of any kind, you're amazing. Which puts into perspective, he's got a plus six. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> that's, yeah. Like I said, attractive, very attractive, and the fact that he's a glitter boy pirate pilot gives him a bonus as well. Totes adorbs. <laughs> So I've got it. I don't, I don't know what you just said. But <laughs> right, right. Yours is because the Altera are a race that were genetically engineered as slaves, and so they genetically engineered them to be pretty. Slang talk for totally. Because who doesn't like a pretty slave? Yeah. I mean, everybody likes Leia. A slave. I mean, that was awesome. Jefferson's wife. Huh? I'm an ugly little girl. Yeah, revered protectors. I'm an ugly little girl. Right. Mine is tooted my charisma. I'm an ugly little bitch. I believe yours owes to the fact that you're incredibly inexperienced with the world and an outsider. And you're like, um, you know, you do socially inappropriate things because. Like right around with my dress over my head? Right, you're a dragon. You don't know the rules. Which is, which is cute for a four year old at the Christmas program, but. For a dragon, it's just not a good one. Just so you do get a plus two charisma when dealing with people who know Cyber Knights and think Cyber Knights are awesome. It's just a conditional bonus for yours. And just about everybody, uh, for one reason or another, has a penalty when dealing with people of the Coalition. 
because um, you know yeah. they don't like glitter boys because they're far too heroic and independent. They don't like dragons because they're dragons. dragons. Um, uh, it usually says something in your hindrances or on nope. the. I'm good. Uh, crazies, I'm pretty sure, are on their list. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say so. Yeah, well, just because it doesn't say so doesn't mean it ain't so. I'm playing it like it is on the sheet. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yes. This isn't grid game. I'm gonna rip the pit. What? Uh, you you generally will play it on a grid, although we're not going to tonight. But you certainly can, uh, just because most of the distances are measured in inches. Um, so well, the like a range of sixteen wouldn't be sixteen inches, though, right? Yes, it would be sixteen inches on the oh on the map on okay. the map. Yep, and which is usually what a uh, uh, which I think foot? I think By yeah foot? I think I think they're ten foot. Okay. Uh, squares. One hundred and sixty feet. Yeah, if I sound right. No, for whatever. Yeah, 160. That sounds about right. Yeah, because I want to say one thing that I had to convert. It said it was like 10 squares or 100 feet. Okay. So yeah. So I got a quick question here. Yep. Arcane background psionics. These numbers here. Yep. So on the backside of your sheet, if you are psychic or magic or something like that, uh, that is on the backside of your sheet. Uh, your PPE or your ISP is your either potential psychic energy or internal uh, psionic energy. It is the reservoir of strength that you pull from to cast spells and do uh, other cool effects like that. <laughs> you may notice that you have both. This is, you are, uh, I believe it says psionic, right? Yeah, psionics. Right, so you actually have psionics and all of the any powers that you have are psionic powers you have a natural reserve of magic energy, but you have no way of using it. Dragons are just inherently magical in their being. Who do? I can't learn a spell? Um, like magic missile or something? Nope. God damn it. <laughs> in this a game, dragon with magic cool. missile. His big old beast. Other, like, <laughs> the number correlate to like, rolling? Huh? Does the number correlate to rolling or just as a resource? The ISP is a resource. So you've got 20 points or 30 points or however many... ISP to spend. Please remind me to double check these as we're playing because there's a whole bunch of really awesome stuff that happens. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, like I'll, I'll do my best like, to try and a, be like, hey, aren't you? Aren't don't you give them a penalty to this? I'm on, a, sure. on a one when fighting, hit random target. Well, that's only when you're in your frenzy, right? Yeah. Do you do mega yeah. damage when it, you're it's in all frenzy? Oh, indented well, underneath. Lose it. Lose it. If, yeah, it's all indented underneath that. So so I use a, the. Uh, PPE for right. You, okay. Yeah, your PP. No, your ISP. ISP for is this. your your okay. internal psychic energy. The PPE is simply your well of dragoniness,ness,ness. So okay. Um, your powers, you'll notice, have a PP. That's the power point cost to use the power. Um, so you spend that many of those points to use that power. Um, then the range tells you how far it goes. Duration. Uh, usually uh, we'll, t- we'll say either three, uh, if it's a power that you have to maintain, uh, and then when it says one per round in parentheses after that, that means you can maintain the power after three rounds. You just have to spend another strength point, you know, spend another power point to keep maintaining it. I have powers, but I don't have any of that other Oh, shit, did I not? Yep, it's recording. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, did you see the terror in his eyes, though? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Again! Back catalog, getting skinnier. Uh, the detect, conceal, aura power you can use to hide your magical nature from those who are hunting for it. So you can you know, stand there as a you know 12-year-old girl, and when the Psy Stalker comes looking for a magical creature that it thought was in the area, you activate that power and go, I'm not a dragon, I'm a 
girl. I'm afraid of dragons. And Dragon. then you grab them by the face and tear their head off. Right. And drink their brain. Fear, you just project, you're scared. <laughs> and they get scared. <laughs> Um, and confusion can cause them to uh, become shaken. So she's, she's like the little girl from The Shining? Yes, she's, she's a creepy little girl. Mystery, oh, come play with us. Play with us. Alright, what else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, your powers, you got healing... Deflection and environmental protection. Well, I can go do it. I just uh, environmental protection just makes you Jeez. immune to environmental effects. You can, you know, like, oh, we have to go down into that lava. Okay, I will Be put environmental dog. protection upon myself for lava, and then I will go. Um, I don't think it works that way. It doesn't say self. Huh? It says touch. Yeah, she can affect others too. Would you like so to when touch she touches little boy so we can go down <laughs> in that lava? Um, and then there is yes, uh, please. Uh, the healing power you can use to remove wounds from yourself or others. Uh, and then there's also the deflection power, which uh, for you just sort of sets up like a field around you that repels things that are trying to hurt you. Cool. So basically, it, make, it makes you harder to hurt. Uh, her 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 main thing because already she has the uh, techno warrior power, which says anytime people are using technology to attack you, they're at minus two because technology just seems to malfunction and not work quite right around cyber knights and to the cyber knights' benefit. Um, so when you combine that with your manifested psychic shield and the deflection power and the suit of armor that you're wearing, you become well-nigh indestructible, except for things that are dealing out mega damage. Well, but the, again, they still have to hit you, and that's the problem. The deflection and the psychokinetics... Uh, cause you to be really hard Basically to Basically unhittable. Right. You, if they do tag you with a mega damage weapon, it's going to be a bad day. But you turn into Neo. <laughs> yes. That is that is Portia's deal, is she is Neo. Whoa. Whereas so, the Glitter Boy and the Dragon just stand there and just take well it, played. and they're like, no. <laughs> you are going to have to shoot me with a bigger gun. So call me Johnny Utah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything, any other questions on your uh, hindrances, flaws, things that we should know? Let's play. Let's do it. Let's get on with it. <laughs> Two hours later. Let's play. Yeah, I kind of figured that would happen, but... That's, that's okay, right. we're having We go down that dungeon world rabbit hole, and it takes a while to go I, back. I've been here since then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Let's go ahead and... <laughs> it's not late. Well, some bitch. So what time is it? We've been having fun. <laughs> we have. Well, I have. I don't know about you guys. Uh, All right. I definitely have. You are in a special exploratory team for the Tomorrow Legion. The Tomorrow Legion is the group that founded Castle Refuge. Huh. Um, and so they're, let's make it a better world one day at a time kind of people. Um, and you are currently on patrol in the Oklahoma Territory at the southwestern edge of the Legion's sphere of influence. You're wrapping up an uneventful patrol when suddenly a short-range radio signal crackles over your equipment. Um, a man's voice fades in and out through the garbled transmission. Sighted circuit! Red River! Before it's too late! Valiant! And the broadcast ends. Let's hmm. go check out the Red River. <laughs> uh, so, uh, first thing, anybody can make me a smarts roll, which is a common knowledge check. Not me. So, <laughs> I get say, minus two. I'm going to say Porsche's a good one for this, or the Leyline Walker, maybe, or the. Okay. 
It just says D6. Is that good? I don't know. So that's all, right. If that's all you've got, then and, go ahead and... And we'll, I do it with the wild. Do it or, huh? With the wild? With the wild. Always with the wild die. Oh, wait a second. We all do it or just for sorts, but I get my... So you got a two. Two. So you don't know, you don't know anything about what he said. Are we um, all doing this? That seems that's that's not a saying? four, huh? Hmm? No. No, you don't add them together. Oh, yeah. You take the higher. Take the highest of the two. Uh, so, so you heard this transmission come in. What? What? Um, you can rebroadcast it to the rest of the group. Because you're the one with uh, with Tom's gear inside the uh, Glitter Boy, so hey, t- somebody listen to this. I couldn't hear what he said. Flip, hey, flip what? What? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's hard of hearing yeah. too. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> just just listen. See if you can make something out of this. Sighted Zitchik, Red Rivers, before it's too late. Valiant. This so, is the weirdest cutscene I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're terrible at this. Um, Not terrible. Actually, I have a D8, but then I have a minus two. Uh, do you have a knowledge arcana? Um, or arcane? I have is the one thing that I did do. On the front, your skills are on the left-hand side, under skills. I have knowledge arcana, yeah. You know, say, so roll me a knowledge arcane. You might know what the... I also have, like, the smarts. One of, I mean, I got a D8 in that. Zit, it better. What's that? Uh, no, that, that's for a different thing. Okay. We'll, we'll have you check that in a minute, but first I'm having you check something that specifically your arcane knowledge might be. You got be. a six. You got a six. That's so make sure that though, eight. Right? right, so you got an eight. Oh, so you got a dang. raise on that. Yay. 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 So you know that the Zitchich, Z-I-T-I-C-I-X, oh, sorry, X-I-T-I-C-I-X, Zitch dog, Zitch, yeah, something like that. I think it's Zitch dog. Those things are a race of uh, <laughs> insect creatures that uh, have invaded from another dimension. Of course, uh, somewhere up in uh, up in uh, northern Canada, uh, or not northern Canada, like northern U.S., southern Canada. There's a whole area of the continent that's just been completely taken over by their hives. Um, so they're, they're like Bismarck. North Dakota and Montana. <laughs> yeah. They're 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 locusts. They're a plague upon the world. They the dirty thirties all over again. They they destroy you know the area around their hives is you know just absolutely wiped out of all other living things. They they just take over the whole area. Um, so you know they're they're a bad bad deal. So if there's some that's been sighted this far south, every effort should be made to stop them and not let them get a, fo- a foothold in this area because you know. Once the hive grows larger, it gets harder and harder to deal with. So, Portia, I'm going to have you make a smarts roll for mm-hmm. me. I think we should all fast travel to the Red River. Which is what? Uh, so your smarts, you will see... Oh, Portia, you're not very smart. No. Uh, so go ahead and roll <laughs> the D4 and your wild die. Damn brave. Not very smart. Hey, look. Oh, well, well, re-roll the four because it explodes. Roll, roll the four again. So you take the four and add, and you get to add. Roll, if you roll, roll the, the highest, again. If you roll the highest number, you get to keep adding. So seven. So she got a seven. So Portia, yep. knows uh, that that, that Valiant probably. <laughs> hey, she's not in general smart, but when it comes to tactical knowledge of this area, this is the kind of thing a cybernite pays attention to, uh, and she knows that Valiant is a settlement on your on your map. It's a small human town uh, on the Red River Trail. Um, just north of Lone Star. Lone Star being a large coalition state, much like Chi-Town up by Chicago. Lone Star is down south. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's the Dallas Fort Worth area somewhere in that neighborhood. Is where this, is where the, this is where the little people live. <laughs> See your Schwartz is as big as mine. You said there were little human. This is a little human settlement, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we went there already. We represent. Someone asked if that if that linguist was cunning or not. It was not me. <laughs> you were gonna jump on that sword. Anyway. Somebody had to beat you to it. All right. So, uh, so now, now with those two bits of information firmly in mind, uh, now, now, what is your uh, intended plan, oh, uh, uh, special exploratory team for the Tomorrow Legion on patrol? Obviously, I need a plus six to lighting them on fire. <laughs> I, I obviously I, I know that this is a danger, so I'm going to make sure that everybody knows it's a danger and that we must go take care of it. The Leyline Walker says, if there are those things, we need to deal with them and we need to deal with them immediately. So you, you guys have a map. You know where Valiant is. Is that where you're going to head? The town yes. that was mentioned in the... Yeah, the town of dwarves. Up. Yep. Mm-hmm. What? We're going to go We're gonna go live in the town of dwarves. Let's go. Yeah, hold on. I, I'm having a hard time uh, with my character as a week old being in the... This this group thing here, I, I don't I don't feel like she would be because we found you while you were you just hatched and we found you while we were on patrol. You imprinted See, I think on it'd, me. It'd be something like that. Here, hold on. There's a um. There's a table for this. Hold on. I'm just gonna be rolling because I can't remember what I'd gotten for her the first time I did it. She imprinted uh, on me. Uh, narrative <laughs> hook. Oh, do you have a d20? I do now. Roll it. Fifteen. Fifteen. You were nearly dead. Or, uh, or staring down the barrel of an impossibly large gun or otherwise facing the end of your journey, when the tide suddenly turned and your fat was pulled out of the fire, someone from the Tomorrow Legion rescued you, which not only leaves you with a debt, but an interesting story to tell. How would so, you be able to find this thing when you're blind? I have psionic powers. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. she's got, uh, like, tremors and, like, radar out to, like, 1,200 feet. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Sorry. Boom. Yeah, she, she may not have eyes, but she can see. Okay. Yeah, radar, 1,200 feet. Except for when it's dusty. Right, except for when it's dusty. Glitter Glenn boy kept her from being eaten. Okay, so some what? some some Damn large it. some large thing was uh, about about to munch down on a fresh dragon hatchling that wasn't terrible. Unhand that dragon hatchling. Kaboom! I think it was a tremor. A, a, a thunder a thunder arrived. Uh, another thing to also remember, though you are a week old, um, dragons leave sort of like a psychic impression upon their hatchlings, so you come out like knowing stuff. Right. Like, you know how to talk, you know, you know, you know sort of the, a, a little bit of the basics of the world. Like, you're still, you're still not terribly knowledgeable about the world, but you're not like... Completely clueless. Tabula rasa, like, I'm a week old baby, ba 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 ba. Like, you, no. You just don't know how to handle your tail. Oh no, she knows how to handle her tail. That's instinct. So that's that. That's that's on her weapons sheet. Her yeah. tail is oh, yeah. oh, tail okay. lash. <laughs> tail that's, lash. That's a thing. That's a mega damage. I'll just thing. keep my mouth shut. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Do not antagonize the dragon. Actually. So yeah, uh, um, she's just gonna ride like on Glitterboy's shoulder. Okay, so 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 you do you normally like go around when you're on patrol, trying to maintain those six hours at a time in the humanoid form? <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah. Because remember, you're six on, six off for the humanoid form. Hmm. I'll start my six on right now. 
<laughs> she has to go to the highest tower of the highest dungeon of the something so, so she can so, turn so into So about five hours later, you arrive at Valiant. <laughs> Zombie! <laughs> well, I would fly then, I suppose. And then... No, no, you already said it. Yeah, okay, fine. If you, 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 you want to ride around on the Glitter Boy's shoulder, that's fine with me. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that whole... Six, that's why yeah. I mentioned the six on, six off. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride on Glitter Boy's shoulder yeah, for a little just, while. I mean, like, it's, it's entirely possible. Yeah, you just spend six hours riding around on Glitter Boy's shoulder, then just be like... Oh, just a second, gotta go! <laughs> so I've gotta spend an, an entire six hours in dragon form before I can go back into... Okay. Correct. You need six hours of relaxing in your natural form. So then if I... Think of it as, really, it's a lot of effort to pack yourself down into a humanoid form. Like and eventually you're like, I gotta let it out! <laughs> I gotta be me! Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be me! <laughs> oh. And unfortunately, Gusty you scares the hell out of yeah. other people. <laughs> Could I go, like, two hours human form, and then, like, spend a half hour dragon form, then back into, like, an hour and a half human form, and bounce back and forth like that? Or is that gonna get... Sure. That's fine. <laughs> that's, it's gonna be lame if I can't. <laughs> just saying. Let me look at. It. Let me check to see if it has any more specific guys. Just, just hang out as a dragon unless you need to be a human. Because I want to be a human. Right, that's more fun. And then snap the dragoniness on some unsuspecting fool in the middle of a town. She's gonna jump into a Chuck Norris karate kick and then flash into the dragon. form for a number of hours equal to his spirit die before needing at least six hours of rest. If, if she spends more time as a dragon than she does a human, then it would mitigate it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm not taxing myself as a dragon. Right. Right, so yeah, as long as as long as you you know transform back and forth every so often, you're fine. Sort of alternating like on two hour cool. cycles. All right, well, I, since, I won't I won't exploit it. So. Right, especially since your 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 yeah, uh, time in and time out are equal, <laughs> we'll just sort of let that be okay. sort of the way it goes. So the road to Valiant is mostly dirt with patches of broken concrete and pavement in some sections. In most places, it's wide enough for heavy vehicles to travel unimpeded. A uh, thick forest, tall enough to screen the approach of a vehicle or large robot, lines both sides of the trail, and there are no visible landmarks, but the trail remains well-worn and marked by occasional rusted signs from Old World. Uh, as you get close to Valiant, I assume at this point you're making sure you're in human form as you yeah, get closer yeah. to Valiant. When, yeah, when we, see, when we get to civilization. Right. Uh, we're getting fairly close to town. We may start running into people. Why don't you... Default into little girl mode. Yep, pack it down. <coughs> um... I'd like to try and notice. In which case, I will write huh? on. I'd like to try and notice with my 1200 foot range. <laughs> notice what? Anything. <laughs> Tree. You do notice something. You yes. find a strange dead body. Aha! She uh, says without being able to see it. <laughs> a few miles out from Valiant. Uh, at first glance, it appears to be a large bear, about 18 feet tall if it was up on its hind legs. Ooh, that's Mother. a big bear. However, it has been shredded. Big bear! Uh, does anybody have survival as a skill? Woot! What, what level do you have it at? D6? I got D6 also. Anybody got better than a D6 survival? Um, we'll let uh, we'll let the Altera do do his thing. Who do her thing. Uh, go ahead and make me a survival check. Seven? Uh, seven on your survival check. Uh, you can tell this thing has definitely been dead for around two days. Um, as you as you examine, I feel the looseness of the muscle and stuff. Um, you guys also uh, discover that um, some of the patches of s- the skin, the fur, 
then transitions into thin chitinous shell. And when you look at its jaw, there's a pair of mandibles as well as the jaw. So they it's can take bear. over and transform. It's a... um, who here has psionics? Yo. Um, if you have act, if you have psionics, you also begin to sense a barely audible whisper, an unsettling, barely audible whisper from all around. There is no source or focus for the energy, but there is a powerful mental signature emanating from. Oh, there's I, some weird background I, music going on. No, stop! No, don't ignore oh. that. I forgot I printed this two-sided. <laughs> I jumped. I jumped a page. Wait. Rewind. Oh, and the bear's right foot um, does not have uh, claws. Instead, it has five toes. So it's like a chimera, kind of. Something. Is the, is the five-toed foot disproportionately small? And it seems a little small for the size of the bear, yeah. It's, it's okay. more human-like than it should be, which is creepy. So it's a werebug bear. Hmm. I draw back in disgust. Okay. And while hearing this thing, I say... You don't hear anything. Oh. Can I detect... I'm going to try to detect Arcana. Can I, I notice? Mean, <laughs> it's that well, so... Oh, yeah. You, you extend your uh, senses. Um... <laughs> You can definitely sense that um, up ahead, quite a ways, there is. Well, you you know you're running parallel to a ley line, okay, and you're getting closer. Um, and you suspect there may be a rift, or not a rift, but a, a juncture point somewhere farther ahead, okay, uh, on this ley line. That's the your arcane sense, but nothing, nothing, nothing remote, nothing arcane comes up on the on the bear carcass. If that's, if that's what you're interested in. How long did you say I knew it had been? About two hours. hours. Do I notice any other marks, like something had been in gnawing on it as carrying? It looks. Or it's been shredded. Like that's, okay, so that's I can't what, tell because it's so yeah, much like it's, stuff. it's it's in pieces. It actually took you a little while to find this one foot. It was not connected. Okay, if it wasn't connected, how can I tell that it was part of there? Oh, you can tell that it oh, okay. probably. I mean, like like there's bear, and then it, at some point it sort of transitioned from bear to not bear. Okay. Much like the sections of chitin. The mandible. It shouldn't be there on a bear. Hmm. This place is weird. Anyway. <laughs> this is odd. Continuing on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just along for the ride on the shoulder here. <laughs> ah, that's weird. <laughs> Says the creepy little girl. <laughs> uh, as it you proceed, smells funny. As you approach town, uh, as you get a little bit closer, uh, up in the up in the air ahead... Uh, you can see a large mass of hundreds of birds clustered in a thick, meandering spiral pattern. Are they seagulls? The swarm of birds dives down and then shoots upwards, forming strange, fascinating patterns as you guys watch. I don't watch. Very pretty. Uh, and then the mass pivots and it heads straight toward That I can sense, though. You were watching for a... Flaring... Kidding. Um... <laughs> So Ooh. this mass of birds has turned and is flying at us? Yes, that is exactly what is happening. How far away are they? Um, oh, they're getting closer, but <laughs> I would say you probably have a little bit of time before they close. Um, Am I aware of... Uh, yes, I'm aware that they're diving toward us. Are they within range of my big gun? Of course they're in <laughs> range of the Everything is within gun. range of the well, big gun. Well, then, I stop. 
and take aim. Um, so now, did I note down on your boom gun the effects of a sonic boom? No, but that, I'm thinking we're fixing to find out. Uh, here, let me uh, read them to you so that you are... Uh... Before, before Actually, you I might want to take, stupid. take a note. You might want to take a note about this. Um, boom gun effects. Uh, so, first of all, um, there are two things that you need to know. You cannot move and fire your boom gun on the same round. <laughs> um, two... Before you fire the boom gun, you have to dig in. You have to di- activate a stabilization system that, like, digs pylons into the ground mm-hmm. uh, to stabilize you to fire the boom gun. If you do not, you literally go flying when you fire it if you are not anchored and stabilized. So, so, uh, so much damage does that do to me? Hmm? So a the, shaft the going comes flying? Yeah. And drills into the ground, and he makes himself a tripod. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. It nope. should. Not how it works. Um, <laughs> you lock cool over there? Large-headed shaft. <laughs> no, because that large-headed shaft would have to come shooting out of my ass. And that just ain't no. right. Uh, it, will, front. it will move you 2d6 inches back, leave you shaken and prone. If you don't dig in? If inches you do not dig in and you fire the cannon. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I better dig in. <laughs> that is... Definitely a thing that should be done. Stand clear. Yeah, I'm second, getting a lot of here. <laughs> uh, second of note, firing the boom gun causes a sonic boom affecting any everyone except the pilot within a large burst ra- radius around you. Um, all of them in the area have to make a vigor roll at minus two, uh, or they gain the hard of hearing uh, flaw what? for 3d6 minutes. You need to give us time to get the fuck out of the way. And, and makes the character... Exactly. <laughs> and makes the character shake it. Meaning oh. they can't act. Um, if this you fa- if you fail with a one on the vigor die, you are incapacitated, and you have to make a vigor roll each round to become conscious, but shake. Can't even. Do I have any other weapon? What other weapon do I got? Just um, play punchies with it. Flip around. I mean, flip over. You're you're thinking about shooting a sonic weapon, and does this thing have like an actual projectile? You've got your no. pul- you've got a pulse laser pistol. That's it. Yep. Dude, you're, I mean, you need. We've I've got a. In the, in the time that it takes you to anchor down, hopefully your team knows to get the hell away from you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is like standard operating procedure one for you guys. You know, If you're working with a glitter boy, you know as soon as shit hits the fan, get the hell away from the glitter boy because he's about to set off sonic booms. I would move if I was you. I'm going to start digging in. Yep. Okay. I'm getting out. Shit. I'll get out of the way. All right. I teleport out of the way. Before you do anything, we gotta draw initiative. Oh, shoot. I take the green pipe out of the way. (laughs) What? I'm teleporting. (laughs) So I'm taking the Mario pipe. I also thought we could call that just uh, uh, glitches. What's on? It's just game glitches. Portals. 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 That's where the fast Yeah. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 International License. All works discussed are the property of their respective owners. Our intro and outro music is by Idol Exhibit. Have a suggestion or just want to get in touch with us? Email us at mentallyuntable at gmail.com. That's mentallyuntable, no spaces or punctuation. 
You can like us on Facebook as Mentally UTA. That's one word, Mentally UTA. We're also on Stitcher and on iTunes. And you can find us on Twitter at Mentally Untable. M-E-N-T-A-L-L-Y-U-N-T-A-B-L-E. Thanks for listening.